Hello and welcome to our pre-sales takeover podcast, a recurring podcast where we talk about what it means to be a pre-sales, a solution engineer, or a solution consultant. Different names for what we do, which is the greatest job in the world. My name is Audrey Jaspart. My fellow pre-sales friends and myself are taking over today. We hope you will enjoy it. In this episode, we'll talk about an interesting topic. Should pre-sales be involved in commercial? Hello, everybody. Uh, today, I am with Lorna, Sarah and Luke. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, should pre-sales and solution consultants be involved in commercial? Welcome, everybody. Hey, guys. Hi, Audrey. Hello. So that's actually really interesting that we are talking about like this topic today because I have a really strong opinion about this. And I actually think pre-sales should not be involved uh, in commercials at all. From my experience as a pre-sales, I don't actually remember myself being involved in process in like commercial conversation and actually when I was I don't think I was needed there I think it was more like a waste of time for me as a pre-sales to be in the conversation why is that Audrey yeah I think the first one is just that pre-sales are so busy with like so much things to do like I think we can all agree we have a really really busy agenda And um, when you are already present in the technical conversation, in the demonstration, and then the sales rep, the account executive asks you to be present for another follow-up call to talk about commercial, we are just sitting there waiting for the conversation to go, but you don't really bring any value into the conversation. So um, I think it's just like a waste of time, which is like the main main reason, really. Yeah, I'm going to jump in and put my flag in the stand on Audrey's side as well and say um, I think I think it's not necessary I think um, the main goals of our our job is to create a connection with the customer and the technology um, make sure that they see how it can impact their business how it can impact their lives as well and I think when you when you get to the stage of commercials that should already be established um, and if it hasn't maybe we haven't done our job correctly but if it has we should be able to naturally then hand over to the account executive um, for that conversation around commercials, negotiation, legal. Um, it's not my area of expertise, so I don't think I could add any any extra value to it at that point. And I, and I think from my side, um, Audrey and Sarah, I, as, as long as I, and all the comments you made are very valid and I would also agree with you, I'm probably going to jump over on the other side of the fence and let's wait and see if Luke is on my side or your side in this one and see where his views stand. But I really look at it and commercial, I see it in two different ways. I don't really just see commercials as, you know, numbers and, you know, having that call around like the legal aspects and crunching the numbers. I see a role for us in that commercial discussion. Sometimes we only get to expose to the senior levels or certain individuals within those commercial discussions or where they get to the very end of, of having access to maybe board members that we may not have had access. And always in those discussions, you're always trying to drive the value of what you're trying to sell. And, and backing that up with a trusted advisor who's not a sales individual within that cycle can be somewhat good. And as much as I take on board, and I also agree with Audrey, the statement of, you know, we do have a lot of work to be a part of. 
we also from a commercial stage of driving that and giving that message back even internally to the business of what one person hears, like what a happy salesperson hears that, oh, the deal's going well. Yes, they're going to sign. It's going to be great. Is a different type of thing that we may be listening to when we're on those calls. And then sometimes being a part of those commercials, we can hear, we have a different aside or view that we're hearing out and we're looking for risks and we're looking for flags. And then by giving our opinion back to the business that when we're looking at a deal and saying, okay, do we think this deal will close? And having a little bit of exposures that commercial conversations can give our viewpoint of the deal and say, well, look, I, I don't think this will do close this quarter or this month because you know I'm hearing there's other projects going on I'm not really seeing if we're a seniority within the commercial plan even though technically we're great and we've provided the solution and the solutions closed by us there's still a lot of groundwork and things to happen on that um so points they're valid as well but I, I think from my viewpoint I'm a little bit more on us being a, a part of some of those commercials um I'll probably pass the mic to you now to find out uh what side of the fence are you sitting on <laughs> Well, as they, thanks, Lorna. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Audrey. As the token uh, man on uh, the podcast uh, this week, I, I, I kind of don't want it to be me that has to adopt the confrontational position. He said adopting a confrontational position because I am I am going to say that um, pre-sales should be involved in commercials. I know, Audrey, you said pre-sales should not be involved in commercials. I know, Sarah, you said they shouldn't be. Lorna, you're saying they should. Now, Lorna, your reasons for that, driving the value, an unbiased, trusted partner and advisor, being there at the last stages of the deal, being able to provide that neutral feedback on whether a deal should close, you know, they're all good. They're all good reasons, but they're not reasons to be involved in commercial discussions. They're, to, they're reasons to be there in the room, maybe for that, that final pitch or that final meeting, um, but not necessarily to be involved in actual pricing discussions. Audrey, you know, you said you weren't involved and you didn't think you were needed and you're you're too busy. Sarah, you said you didn't feel that you were bringing any value and the main goals were to to talk about about business value. I would say <clears throat> in my view, um technology is complicated and pricing is complicated. It's hard for uh, AEs or account executives or sales reps to know which version of the product they're positioning. You know, some 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 products in, in technology might have, for example, software APIs, and there might be different types of API that are available with different trims of the product. And it's really hard for um, a salesperson to understand, based on the customer's precise technical, programmatic, and integration requirements, which version of the product should I be positioning? And will they need this extra security add-on, or will they need this data hosting add-on, or or maybe they're an exception that we don't need that particular version. And it's only when you know all that information, um, you can actually marry that to which version of the product you're positioning and therefore understand the best, you know, that that can point to the pricing, the associated pricing for that version of the product. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah, I like your approach, Luke. Um, I would argue to that, that it's usually a discussion I would have as a pre-sales with the sales rep prior to the commercial meeting, where I would discuss with the the account executive, okay, here is from the previous conversation we had with the prospect, here is like what they need and what they should get. Because I agree with you. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Audrey's side as well. That if you are if we even take it much further back in the sales process and we're going to be presenting something, you're doing a demo, a solution presentation. Um, if it is a vast platform or if it's a really complex um product that you're selling do you not have an idea and I'm being mean here saying do you not have an idea 
of what you're pitching that the demo should reflect what the commercials would reflect and then afterwards you know based on their feedback if they think it's overkill if they think it's not enough then you can go back and refine it but you know ideally at the end of of my demos if I'm finished and they're really happy with it it's really clear cut what we're going to be positioning from a commercials point of view yeah I agree. I I agree. Like so, when I'm talking about commercials, I'm not talking about getting in on a call and talking figures and negotiating and, and driving the value behind figures. Um, let me ask one question to the team: How many deals, or at the end of the month, or aspects have you been on with a client, and it's like, oh, I need you urgently. I need you to come in uh, on this deal. It's about to close. They're asking me all these questions. You know, these type of things I think have ha- happened to probably every one of us on the call. That as soon as we think the deal is closing and we've done our job, we get one last question or there's one deviation or something's come up as part of that closing cycle. Um, for me, that's about when I'm talking about commercials, we we think we're at a level where the solution's complete. We have designed it. We know what they're looking for. We have the right product. We have the right fit. And, it's, you know, from a, a salesperson's perspective, they're just at commercials. But and often I've had a, uh, examples throughout my career whereby as part of those commercials, things and scopings changed and, you know, we evolved and we had to change the approach of how we were deploying the product. Um, would that make a difference if we're integrating? And it, and this all depends. And I think all of us have different views for a good reason is that it also depends on the type of software that you're selling. It all depends on what, what that product is. And, and that's why we may have different views. Some products that we may sell really slit, tightly integrated with other um, um, aspects. And depending on the setup of that structure of a client, environment can change and alter that perception of how the commercial deals go whether yeah. it's globally yeah. or whether it's you know localized so for me when I talk about commercials I think if I pose that question to everyone have you been ever drafted back in a commercial stage where a deal is meant to be done where you've had to answer last minute queries so I don't know what, who wants to pick that one up maybe Audrey since you're a very uh, keen no to that side has that ever happened <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It did, yeah. I'm like, I think you you have no choice at some point. You need to be dragged into some of this conversation because it just it just happened. It's just there, and there is like the the pressure coming from the sales rep who is like, "I need your help, please help me," and you just like you know go in and 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 just help him uh, in the process. Sarah, um, you yeah. said um, you know you should. You know, you were like, basically, Luke, I'm not telling you your own job, but you need to um, know which version of the product you're positioning based on the customer's requirements and what you're demoing. I would go against that and say, well, I'm a pre-sales. So part of it is is selling. So I'm going to I'm gonna try to, um, if I can, in those early, early demos and, and pitches and presentations, show the best of the product or suite of products that I, you know, best that it can be um, and let the customer decide which parts of that they they like and then, let the commercials f- fall down from that once we know, I guess, once we know budget. Um, ideally, we know budget beforehand, but you can bet your bottom dollar that if you're not going in and showing the very best of what your suite can offer, your competitors are. And it's only later on when they've narrowed the playing field down to maybe vendor of choice, one company or whatever, that they realize, oh, wait a second, that thing you showed me, that wonderful, you know, fangly dangly mm-hmm. feature yeah. that you showed me a few weeks ago, that's not included in this version? Well, we can include it, but it's going to cost this much. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And like, I am, I, I obviously go in and um, demo the art of the possible because you want to paint a picture of where you as a, as a technology, as a company can bring their company to. Um, so yeah, I totally appreciate that. I think though, 
the pre-work that you do before even a demo um, all that discovery it already starts narrowing down what are we talking about so if your company has a platform with 20 different products we're not going in and demoing 20 products we've already narrowed it down to maybe one two three and um, so in that way you've narrowed it down already absolutely after the demo they might come back and say well we don't want to really start with that we want to start with something a bit more um, a bit more basic and then gradually build it up um, but I think it also depends and you know I know we all we work very closely with them I think it depends a lot on the sales team as well because I work with AEs who instinctively know when we're demoing something how the customer's reacting what they're going to position um, and the other ones who after the demo after the feedback from the customer they might need a little bit of, of assistance like you said if there's different types of integrations if there's different levels of sophistication with the product um but i think once it gets to the stage of this is what we're proposing you know there's not a huge amount of, of value i can add um and the message i've delivered and the value i've delivered you know should hopefully still be in the customers and um, in the customer's mind and in in their psyche to be able to see the value and then the price is just a is just a number they need to go ask their board for. So it feels like, Lorna, what do you think? It feels like we've persuaded Sarah and Audrey around to our uh, our side of the debate <laughs> in this episode. It's like, should pre-sales be involved in commercials? Well, Lorna and Luke were saying uh, absolutely, and Sarah and Audrey were saying absolutely not. Does it does it feel like we've Lorna? Does it feel like we've won that the the other two folks ran to our side of the debate? Um, I yeah, I would I would agree with you, but I'll also say there's there's always good sides to pick for, from both, and and some of the points have been very valid, but I do think that one question I asked really puts it in your mind: is how many times have you been brought back into a deal during the commercials, and that can be a massive risk factor to deals of you know, how can we mitigate those end questions of happening and us being on those calls? And I think it's it's crucial as part of them. We have engaged and the customer has engaged with us throughout a cycle of, of, of a time frame, and they've gained trust in what we're saying as part of the product. Um, commercials are commercials, they're numbers. But you also behind those numbers have to give, you know, the valid reasons of, you know, what is the value behind what you're selling you know, which is a part of an AE's role, but like people do. And as you said, you know, we've all talked about it in one of our previous episodes, how you work with your sales or account executives. Some are new, some, some are very advanced. Some have a lot of it. Some individuals as part of comes to commercials. There's a lot of experience that we have as a team and as SCs working with a number of other organizations that we're exposed to of how these cycles can happen and what are the curveballs that can be thrown and what are the risk factors that we have associated with that. And a lot of those risks can come as part of the commercial discussions. Um, so for me, it's, it's vital that we get exposure to them and we can help shape and curve out what direction we go in and, and get those deals done quicker and faster and closed. I think that was a, a great conclusion, uh, Lorna, from our discussion. I'm I'm convinced that I maybe for some area uh, we should be in uh, in this commercial discussion. I still have my thoughts around this. Um, not 100% agreeing with that, but I see your point of view, so I'm, I'm going to to give it a try. See, look, you convinced me. Until the next debate, look forward to talking to you all again. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.